0: Time for Business with Nicholas Poynton. Nicholas, a finance crackdown has led to
1: $150 million in compensation. Yeah, kia ora to you, Marnie. Yes, banks and life insurers have, as you said, refunded about $150 million to more than 1.5 million consumers for unfair and improper treatment and poor service. The compensation follows a crackdown by the Financial Markets Authority and the Reserve Bank several years ago, which had banks and insurers going back through past dealings, reporting mistakes and rectifying them. Banks have repaid about $109 million to nearly a million people, with insurance companies returning $43 million to half a million customers. The FMA's Director of Banking and Insurance, Claire Bollingford, says she's she's disappointed but not surprised at the level of problems, and she expects more more.
0: What what we do want to see is that they are fixing these issues um, and that they are making uh, customers good so they are giving the money back where mistakes have happened. We do expect that more issues will continue to come to light because of um, the weaknesses that we discovered during our conduct and culture reviews. As I said the um, firms have done a good job um, of looking back um, and fixing the problems but I do expect that there's some more to come and we do know that there are still um, there are still issues that are being worked through right now.
1: Claire Bollingford says firms will be expected to have fixed their fault ahead of new rules coming into force next year. Mid-sized manufacturers' increased investment in digitisation and productivity has left them bullish about their prospects, despite challenging economic conditions. Accounting software firm MYOB's poll of local firms found nearly 70% of respondents expect revenues to increase in the next 12 months, with more than half reporting stronger order books than usual. Just under two-thirds of New Zealand firms expect the economy to improve in the year ahead, while only 48% of Australian ma- manufacturers felt the same way. MYOB manager Joe Tozer says investment in innovation has left firms in good stead
0: a few areas that they've focused on. Um, new software solutions to manage their business, improving their production lines, more automation of their manual processes. So really looking um, to tighten their supply chain and improve their ability to make and assemble to order, um, where we're seeing almost one, uh, one third of businesses wanting to introduce this next year.
1: Joe Tozer says the big three challenges firms expect in the year ahead are the lingering effects of the pandemic, increased costs of goods and disruptions to supply chains. A cultural and educational shift is needed to close a significant gender and ethnic pay gap, a report by Strategic Pay and Mind the Gap has found the average wage gap between Pākehā men and other groups range from more than 20% with Pacifica, 11% for Asian men and 12% for Pākehā women. Strategic Pay Managing Director Kathy Hendry says mandatory reporting of pay gaps by big firms could help narrow the gap, but early intervention and encouragement would also go a long way.
0: One of the things that we've seen in the, the, the pay gaps is where women are choosing to work. So more likely to be in the health sector, which we know is traditionally low paid, and you know women are underrepresented in, in our private sector analysis at all levels, and they're not being encouraged at school to head into these roles. So um, I think that that's something that we could probably look at trying to address and change some of these norms, and encourage women to consider higher-paying industries as well.
1: Kathy Hendry says organisations also need to examine what unconscious bias exists in recruitment and promotions. The world's major oil producers have agreed to cut output by 2 million barrels a day, about 2% of global production. OPEC Plus says the cut is necessary because of rising interest rates and a weaker global economy, and not motivated by keeping prices higher. The Secretary-General of OPEC, Haitim Al-Gais, pushed back against suggestions the move will hurt the global economy. We are not endangering the energy markets. We are providing security, stability to the energy markets.
0: At a price?
1: Uh, everything has a price. Energy security has a price as well. Given that oil producers are already undershooting previous targets, the real effect of the latest cut is estimated to be a reduction between five hundred thousand and a million barrels. Well it's time now to catch up on the markets and we're joined now by Brad Gordon from Hobson Wealth. Good afternoon to you, Brad. Why don't you start off with giving us a bit of a flavour, a bit of a rundown on the local market?
0: Yes, well, a little bit of momentum coming off after a very strong two days. The NDX 50 gross index currently down 33 points at 11,147. And amongst the majors, Auckland International Airport down 7 cents at $7.27. A2 Milk down 8 cents at $6.18. Contact Energy down just 1 cent at $7.40. chorus Unchanged at $7.64. Fletcher Building up strongly, well, not strongly, but up at 4, 4 cents at $5.03. Fish and Puckle Healthcare down 11 cents at $19.41. Heartland up 2 cents at $1.72. Infratil down 7 cents at $8.55. Uh, Mercury Energy up 2 cents at $5.56. Meridian down 2 cents at $4.76. Main Freight up 12 cents at $67.42. Uh, Restaurant brands up 5 cents at $7.46. Spark down 4 cents at $5.09. Uh, Vector up $0.03 at $4.27 on reports in the AFR that there's been strong interest in the uh, metering business, which is for sale.
1: Brad, we're a little bit pressed for time. So just the opening figure for the ASX. Sure, the S&P ASX
0: 200, a similar theme, currently down 23 points or 0.3% at 6792
1: How's the currency looking?
0: The New Zealand dollar is buying 88.61 Australian cents, 57.63 US cents. Against the Japanese Yen at 83.23, against the Great Britain Pound Sterling at 0.5082, and against the Euro at 0.5820, the New Zealand Trade Weighted Index at 68.1.
1: And that just leaves interest rates oil and gold.
0: The three-month bank bill rate at 3.89%, 10-year government bond rate at 4.16%, Brent crude at $93.37, that's US dollars, and spot gold at $1,716 US dollars.
1: Wonderful. Thank you for that, Brad. That's Brad Gordon from Hobson Wealth with our markets update, and that's business for now.